Welcome back, everyone, to Real Time Sports Podcast. I'm your host once again, Dominic Carella. It's been a long time since I've seen you guys and recorded one of these things. Uh, school was kind of crazy for me. Uh, second semester of senior year, uh, focusing on graduation, applying to jobs and everything. But uh, now that I have some downtime in the summer and days off, um, excited to be back. Excited to be sharing my insight um, and hopefully take this podcast and uh, media to the next level and the next step. Um, is something I'm really passionate about and uh, I can't wait to continue to work hard and give you guys some good content and show you what I'm made of and some of my takes um, and whatnot. So um, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to touch upon some things that I want to do with this podcast and Instagram and stuff. Um, so I'm going to try to get a schedule down as we get back into it of days that I'm going to record Days I'm going to post so you guys can get used to that and um, kind of know when to look out for um, an episode, um, an Instagram post and whatnot. So I'll be pretty active on Instagram pretty much every day. Um, probably be doing a lot of interactive polls, um, asking for fan submitted questions, stuff like that um, and whatnot. I'm going to do specific episodes, so I'm going to take a lot of suggestions um, if you guys would want to see, you know, um, a betting episode where I give my picks for a week or I come up with a betting segment where uh, maybe like every Friday, um, the end of an episode, I give my five picks for the weekend and whatnot, or I could post them on Instagram, whatever you guys prefer. So if you are listening to this, please feel free to let me know on a comment section on a post or direct message me, whatever is easiest for you. I want to do some episodes as the NFL season gets closer. Um, I want to dedicate an entire episode to over-under on the win totals for each team. And I want to go into depth why I feel um, a team is going to underachieve or overachieve and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to do a lot of power rankings at the beginning of each week, specifically for the MLB now since it's uh, in season. Um, touch upon some golf here and there. I'm getting more and more into golf as I picked it up myself. Um, and I really enjoy watching it now. Um, so for this episode, I'm mostly going to focus on MLB power rankings, uh, who I like in the playoffs, who I like where they are now, what I think teams need to focus on at the trade deadline, who needs to get healthier. Uh, I'm probably going to touch on my early MVP picks, even though it's not really that early anymore. Um, the Cy Young is a mess right now in both leagues. There is no clear favorite in either leagues, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to touch on the Stanley Cup game one tonight between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I'm going to touch on the NBA Finals as the Warriors currently hold a 3-2 lead over Boston. Uh, and they will be playing, what is that game? Uh, it's tonight or tomorrow, I believe. I believe it's tomorrow in Boston. Um, I'm going to touch on some football news. Uh, I might touch on my early winner for the MLB and the NFL. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So the MLB is picking up. We are on game, what are we on? We're in the 60s now, I believe. Uh, All-Star break is quickly coming up on us. We're already in the middle of June. Uh, a lot of division races heating up. And we're going to start with... We're going to go right into my power rankings. Sorry about that, guys. I had a little cutoff there. Uh, I had a little audio issue, but we are all good now. So as I was saying, we're going to start with my top 10 teams in the MLB. Um, my biggest questions, uh, my hot takes and whatnot. So number one, I have the New York Yankees. Um, the Yankees are undoubtedly the best team in baseball right now. Um, from questions of 
why the Yankees didn't talk to big shortstops in the offseason to bolstering the rotation to give Garrett Cole insurance as we've seen him have his ups and downs clearly as since he's joined the Yankees but overall finishing second in the Cy Young last year is nothing to laugh about um a lot of fans and media and critics and reporters like to get on him and I understand that when you sign uh the biggest contract for a pitcher at the time he signed nine years 324 million obviously Bauer and Scherzer have surpassed that now um Bauer is no longer pitching in the league as he is currently serving the biggest suspension in MLB history, but that's besides the point. Uh, Max Scherzer, of course, is a undoubtedly first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, so the Yankee Brian Cashman and the Yankees went the route of not spending the money on a big shortstop in Seager or Correa, Story or Simeon. Um, the Yankees went on and traded one of their most uh, coveted players in the franchise for his entire career in Gary Sanchez and uh, third baseman Giro Urshela who they eventually picked up from the uh, Indians I believe and now the Guardians um, so two heart and souls of the team the Yankees trade they get Isaiah Connor Falefa uh, and they get Josh Donaldson in a trade from the Twins and they also picked up Ben Rovert who is a catcher who uh, suffered an oblique strain in spring training so the Yankees haven't been able to see him yet but Brian Cashman's emergency plan to uh, back up Kyle Higashioka was to sign Jose Trevino right before the end of the season. And uh, Jose Trevino and Kyle Higashioka are arguably the best catcher duo in the MLB right now. And defensive-wise, it's been a massive upgrade for the Yankees. Gary Sanchez last year had negative eight defensive runs saved. And Jose Trevino had plus 16 defensive run saves. So it's just a massive upgrade from someone who's playing baseball. I always felt more comfortable, when, whether I was on the mound or at the corner at third base, knowing that I had someone that could control, that could call my game and I could trust their instinct. Or if I was at third base, could control my pitcher and, you know, line up defensive alignment or whatever it may be. Um... So what a what an awesome pickup that from Jose Trevino was from the Yankees and Brian Cashman. Uh, he might start the All Star game. Uh, I think it's going to be between him and Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays to see who gets the starting nod there. Um, and the Yankees didn't go the route of adding really any pitching. Uh, they didn't re-sign Corey Kluber, um, Garrett Cole. They left to head the rotation. They banked on Severino being healthy, which he looks awesome. Nestor Cortez is up there in the top three for Cy Young odds currently. And uh, Aaron Judge is having an MVP type year, currently the favorite to take home the MVP award. Giancarlo Stanton has been pretty much healthy. He just got over a high ankle sprain, um, come back, and he's hit three home runs since coming off the IL. And they they also didn't go the route of signing and talking to a big first baseman. Um, They didn't talk to Freddie Freeman. They didn't offer a trade for Matt Olson, and they stuck with their guy Rizzo from last year who they traded for and Rizzo uh, is what fourth or fifth in the league in homers right now and he has I believe 12 more home runs than Freddie Freeman and I think eight more home runs than Matt Olson. and Matt Olson is he's kind of underachieving right now in Atlanta um sorry about that guys my dog started barking so I wanted to pause the audio for a second but once again we're back so anyway um, yeah, the Yankees, all the questions that Brian Cashman was getting belted with in the offseason, uh, they've been answered. I mean, the Yankees are undoubtedly the best team in baseball, like I said. Uh, they're number one in my power rankings. They're nine-game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays, 10-game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, and 12.5 over the Boston Red Sox. 
Guys, the Red Sox went into their West Coast trip 11 games out of first place. So they played 10 games on the West Coast. The Red Sox went 8-2 and two over that span, and they lost a game and a half on the Yankees. That's how good this Yankees team is. They, they've just, they win games in ways that they would have never won in years past. Um, they don't just rely on the home run ball. Yes, they do lead the league in home runs by 15 homers currently, but... In games where the Yankees don't homer, they have the highest win percentage of any team in baseball. So even when they're not homering, they're still winning games. They're still doing small ball, and it's it's really awesome to see. Um, my last note on the Yankees, which is kind of absurd, their run differential is 129 currently. Um, the second most is the Dodgers at 108, and then I believe the highest run differential after those two teams is 70 in the Mets. So the Yankees have a a 59-run differential advantage on the Mets, who are currently the second-best team in baseball. It's unbelievable, guys. Um, Excited to see what comes out of the Yankees. Um, I think they're poised for a deep postseason run. They won't, most likely, they won't have to um, go through the wildcard format this year unless they have a terrible second half. But uh, the Yankees are a juggernaut right now, and I would not want to get in front of them. Moving on to number two, I have the New York Mets. Guys, I truly, I truly believe that we're heading for a Yankees-Mets World Series. I think it's an all-New York World Series, and I'll tell you why. Um, I was the biggest advocate for the Dodgers, and at the beginning of the year, I said, this is the year the Dodgers and the Yankees run into one another. Um, I mean, you guys, the Dodgers' top three in their lineup is Mookie Betts, um, Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner, three of I, in my personal opinion, from all the years I've been watching baseball, three of the best hitters in baseball right now. Not guys that swing and miss and strike out and just rely on the home run. Um, World Series MVP and Freddie Freeman, um, MVP and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner, just an All Star. Um, he is due for a huge contract next year. I believe the Dodgers are going to re-sign him since they let Seager go. Um, and just keep Lux at second, even though he's a natural shortstop. But the Dodgers are so scary also. Uh, we'll touch on them soon. But the Mets the Mets have pushed all the right buttons this year, and I will tell you why. So I've never disliked the Mets in my life. I've, I've never, like, rooted for them, but I've never enjoyed... I've never rooted for them. I've never enjoyed watching them play. I always think their fan base is way in over their head. Uh, I think they always win the World Series in the offseason, which really bothers me. But the Mets are considerably different this year, and I'll tell you why. Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter is an amazing, amazing, amazing coach. Um, so someone who I love and was my favorite player growing up was Alex Rodriguez. And A-Rod said when he was trying to buy the Mets before Steve Cohen did, that if he had bought the Mets, his number one go-to guy for head coach would have been Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter is a great baseball mind. There's no BS with him. Um, he is a proven winner. Um, and he is, I mean, he's just managing that team so well. There's no theatrics with them. Um, I think they made all the right moves in the postseason, in the offseason, excuse me. I think the Canada contract was great. I think the Scherzer contract, I think they overpaid to be completely honest. But if the Mets are in the postseason and they're in a series and you're facing Max Scherzer after facing Jacob DeGrom, I don't really think that they're going to be whining about the contract. Um, don't get me wrong, Max Scherzer is a first ballot Hall of Fame, but I do not think he's currently the game's best pitcher. Um, and he's being paid an absurd amount of money. I think his contract alone is worth more than the Pirates' entire payroll. Um, so that's a little absurd. 
But like I said, um, Scherzer was having a great year until he went down. He is close to returning from what I hear. Um, so the Mets are the second best team in baseball right now at 41 and 22. And they have two of the game's best pitchers coming back shortly. Whether DeGrom's arm holds up, I have no idea. But when that guy is healthy, I know I do not want to face him. Especially in a five or seven game series when Max Scherzer's following him the day after. Uh, that's going to be so scary. Um, Pete Alonso's having an MVP type year. And I was definitely proven wrong on him. I thought Pete Alonso was really a one or two year hit wonder. Um, he's having a great year. I believe he leads the league in RBIs, which is awesome. Um, being a table setter for that lineup, I think Marte was a great pickup. I mean, when he's healthy, that guy's an unbelievable player. Jeff McNeil, I know, is top the, uh, somewhere in the top five in batting average. Um, Nimmo staying healthy. The Mets are awesome, guys. Uh, I think once they get James McCann back and get some production at a catcher, they'll be even better. And like I said, those two beasts coming back, DeGrom and Scherzer, if DeGrom needs to stay healthy, the only thing that stops that guy is himself, and it's so sad to see because I really do love watching him pitch. Um, I think he needs to take a little heat off his fastball so he can last longer into games and last longer into the season because although he pitches to pitched to a 1, I think he pitched to a 1.08 last year, but he's only giving me 100 innings a year. I'd rather him pitch to a you know a 1.78 or a 1.8 one nine, whatever it is, and give me two hundred plus innings. Um, the Mets need him to go deep in the postseason. I don't think they're a legit threat in the postseason without him. Um, I think without him and Scherzer, the Dodgers are run over them. But with Scherzer and Degrom, I think they are going to give the Dodgers, um, the Brewers, Braves, and whoever else they run into in the postseason a serious issue. So the Mets are number two for me. Uh, moving on, those so those teams. Um, the Mets and the Yankees, I know the most about, guys, because I am from New York. Those are the games I take in the most of. I watch the Yankees every single night, um, and I watch the Mets basically on a second monitor every single night. Um, so that's why I give so much in-depth analysis about those two. And luckily enough, the third team on my power rankings, who I also do watch a lot, is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Guys, the Dodgers are number three for me right now. Um, they they are currently tied for first in the NL West with the Padres because I think the Dodgers are in a heap of trouble and I thought about dropping them on my list because of all the injuries they're currently withstanding. Blake Trinan, uh, arguably probably their best reliever, not even arguably, still on the shelf. Walker Buehler, their ace, who has been a debacle lately, on the shelf with shoulder problems. Julio Urias, who was a 20-game winner last year, is struggling mightily. His last start, he had two more runs against the Giants, so a little better, but he has not been the same pitcher. Clayton Kershaw, obviously first ballot Hall of Famer, but who who knows what his health situation is? He's always on the IL. Who, who knows where his body's going to be in October? Um, Tony Gonsolin is their savior right now. Gonsolin pitched, I think, sixth and a third uh, shutout last night. Um, he's pitching to like a 1-6 or a 1-5 right now. He has been awesome. And Tyler Anderson has also been awesome for them, the lefty. Um, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm bolstering the rotation at the trade deadline, which the Dodgers have not been shy to do. Uh, they went after Scherzer last year, um, and years past, they continue to attack and they always go for it. There's never a problem there for that team. Uh, guys I think of that come to mind, Luis Castillo from the Reds, uh, maybe Zach Gallon from the Diamondbacks, maybe even Mad Bum from the Diamondbacks. Um, the Dodgers are definitely going to bolster up. I have no fear or doubt about that. I think they have a major, major bullpen problem. Daniel Hudson's pretty solid. He's a good uh, 
like uh, weather the storm guy in the back of the bullpen, veteran. Um, Craig Krimble is a disaster. Uh, if I'm in Game Seven and I'm down a run to the Dodgers, and Craig Krimble comes out of the bullpen, I am licking my lips because. Guys, last night I was watching the Angels-Dodgers. They said he's let up a run in seven of his last nine appearances. He's terrible. I cannot believe that the Dodger fans were pushing for Kenley Jansen to go out of town and to bring in Craig Krimble. I think he's a complete product of sticky stuff. Um, and I would, wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers look at a David Robertson or uh, Gregory Soto or someone in the back of the bullpen to bolster their uh, bullpen woes. They definitely need Trinan back. So we'll see what's going up with the Dodgers. Uh, luckily for them, their lineup is arguably the best in baseball. I mean, when you're rolling out Gavin Lux hitting ninth every night, when he could be the leadoff hitter on most MLB teams, it's pretty scary. Uh, Mookie Betts is back to being him old self. He went on an absolute tear, launched himself into, I think, third on the home run list. Uh, he is second or third in MVP favorite right now for the NL. Um, Trey Turner has a hit in like 38 of his last 40 games. Uh, absolutely absurd, and Freddie Freeman's hitting over 400 with people on base, and then he's hitting, I think, 223 without people on base, complete polar opposites, but uh, the Dodgers will be okay, I think they just need to bolster their pitching and get healthier, uh, they'll be de- they'll be poised for another deep postseason run as usual, it's just a matter if they show up or not, so that's my notes on the Dodgers, moving on to number four, I have the Houston Astros, um, and just a quick note guys, I'm going to give my analysis on four and five, and then my last five I'm kind of going to run through. I'm going to keep this episode a little shorter uh, just to get back into the swing of things, but anyway, uh, the Houston Astros number four. The Astros are back, guys, even with the loss of Correa. Uh, Verlander's having a a MVP-type season. They're pitching it, not Correa, I'm sorry. Uh, without Correa, they are still unbelievable. Verlander's having a Cy Young-type season is what I meant to say. Uh, Altuve is performing again, Bregman's performing, Jordan just got a bag and a half from them, and he is mashing, uh, Jeremy Pena is feeling great for Correa, um, making them feel like they don't even miss him, I think they have the second or third best record in the AL right now, um, the Astros are going to be an issue again, I think they have a eight and a half or nine and a half game lead on the Rangers right now, in the, uh, AL West, I don't think, I don't see that division really, um, being that competitive, I mean, the Angels were one of the best teams in baseball and then just went on one of the worst losing streaks we've seen in a while. Uh, I think the Rangers, Mariners, and Angels, uh, Rangers, uh, Rangers, Angels, Mariners are all going to be competing for that third wild card spot pretty much. Uh, I don't see anyone hawking down the Astros. I think they're too strong. Um, I think they're going to be good in the postseason. I think we might be heading for a um, Yankees Astros ALCS probably um, but yeah that's my quick notes in the Astros and then a team I'm really interested in that I haven't been able to watch that much this year is the Padres because the Padres don't even have Tatis um, they're currently tied with the Dodgers I know Musgrove is having an unbelievable year I'm not sure how Darvish is doing I know Blake Snell is still a mess um so, and I think they picked up Taylor Rogers right, in the offseason from the Twins because they sent Paddock to the Twins, who is having Tommy John now. Um, yeah, I mean, Manny Machado, MVP-type year. Um, Dodgers are, the Dodgers might have, the Dodgers might have to be playing in a wild card series this year. Tatis comes back, and the Dodgers are still banged up. Um, you never know. That division's a toss-up. The, Dodge, the Giants themselves are only three games behind the Padres and the Dodgers, but... 
Uh, I think the Padres and Dodgers are significantly better than them. Um, I know CT scans yesterday didn't show good news for Tatis, and they pushed back his uh, recovery time. Uh, it's bad news, but not the worst news. You know, I'd rather have the guy healthy when October nears and you're pushing for a pennant. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's going to be my analysis part. Uh, I'm just going to touch base quickly on 6 through 10 for me. So at number 6, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think they're really coming around. Vladdy's starting to hit. Big series coming up with the Yanks. Pitching is awesome. Manoa, Gosman, Ryu, uh, Berrios. They're scary. I think they're poised for a... Um, they're probably going to be the host of the wild card series, I'd imagine. I think they're miles better than the Rays. Um, number seven, I have the Atlanta Braves. Guys, the Braves are on a 13-game win streak. Acuna's finally back and healthy. Big loss, though, in Albies. I'm interested to see if they go after a second baseman at the deadline. Um, pitching looks good. Uh, Danby Swanson is on a tear like no other. He's hitting like 400 in his last 30 his last 30 days. Uh, Matt Olson start finally starting to hit and fill the shoes of Freddie Freeman. Watch out for the Braves. Um, what did they narrow the gap down to on the Mets? Five games. They're only behind the Mets now. A week ago, they were down like 10 and a half games. Um, interested to see what happens in that division. Next, I have, who do I have? I'm at eight. I have the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals are awesome, guys. Um, I think they have a three and a half game or two and a half game lead on the Brewers. I do think they win that division. Arnado finally MVP type year. Goldschmidt MVP type year. Uh, veterans, Pujols and Yachty that I'm going to love for them in the postseason. Uh, pitching's been great for them. I think the Cardinals are, they're solid. I don't see them making a deep run at all. I see them getting bounced in the first round, maybe the uh, NLCS, but I don't see them getting there. And a team that I personally have watched a lot of this year, the Minnesota Twins coming at nine for me. Um, the Twins hold a two and a half game lead on the Guardians, five on the White Sox. I think they're going to win this division. I think they're going to start running away with it soon. Uh, I think they need to bolster the bullpen a little bit, bolster the starting pitching. I need they, they need to add one or two more arms in that rotation. Um, they're being led. Buxton is finally healthy again. He was having an MVP type year, started to slump, went on the shelf. Now he's back. He is blasting home runs left and right. I think he has like five home runs in his last seven games. Correa is finally hitting. He's healthy off. COVID might have been the best thing that happened to Correa. He came back from COVID and he is raking. And uh, Luis Arise might win a batting title this year. Gary Sanchez looks a lot better there. Um, yeah, it's my quick notes on the Twins. I really like them. I could see them playing a Houston in the first round and upsetting them. And then running into the Yankees in the CS. Um... And then lastly, this is going to be an interesting one for me where a lot of people don't agree with, but my Boston friends are really going to like this one. I have the Red Sox. The Red Sox currently are two and a half behind the Rays, I believe, for the second wild card spot. But guys, the Red Sox are, they are on fire. They're playing unbelievable baseball. They got an MVP candidate in Rafael Devers. Uh, JD Martinez, I've said it a million times to all my Yankee friends, to all my Met fans, to all my Red Sox fans. JD Martinez, I think, is the most professional hitter in the MLB. He hits the ball where it's pitched. He doesn't try to do too much. He doesn't try to pull everything for a homer. Wherever the ball is pitched, he slices a double down the line, shoots a gap, shoots it back up the middle. I love watching that man play. Uh, Bogart's power is lacking a little bit, but he's still hitting for average, uh, playing a great shortstop. Uh, Trevor Story looks more comfortable. He's just going through so many hot, cold streaks. He needs to level out, but I think that's a lot of that course field effect. 
Um, some fly balls that he hits in Boston would be homers in course field, obviously, because of the altitude. Um, pitching, again, is a mess. They don't have a closer. I watched them get walked off the other night. Hansel Robles trying to close. That's not their closer. I think them moving Whitlock to the rotation was a huge mistake, and I think they need to move him back to the bullpen. Uh, that's where he's the most valuable. You know, if he gives you five or six shutout innings and you're only up two or three runs or you're tied, and then you're handing the ball to Matt Barnes or Austin Davis or Tanner Houck, I mean, what's the point of you just wasted Whitlock then for five more days and you lost the game? I think they need to move him back to the pen. You can use him two or three days in a row. Let the offense rake. Let Evaldi's hurt right now. They need Sale to come back, but he's a mess. Um, I think they should be players in the Zach Gallon sweepstakes, maybe Luis Castillo, and I think they could be a legit threat. Um, I would love to watch the Blue Jays versus the White, the Red Sox in the wild card race. I think there are going to be three. There's going to be four AL East teams, undoubtedly, that come out, that come into the playoffs. Um, I think it's kind of inevitable at this point. But, yep. So that does, that does it for my power rankings. Uh, so I got Yankees 1, Mets 2, Dodgers 3, Astros 4, Padres 5, Blue Jays 6, Braves 7, Cardinals 8, Twins 9, and Red Sox 10. So quickly, we're about 25 minutes in here, guys. I'm going to run through my MVP and Cy Young picks for the MLB quickly. Uh, MVP for the AL, I have Aaron Judge. Uh, I think Judge is heading for one of the most ridiculous contracts we've seen. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy he, his chase rate is down unbelievably. I've heard so many pitchers and broadcasters say, how do you get him out? Uh, early in Judge's career, I watched so much, he just chased the down and away slider. He just doesn't do it anymore. I mean, I watch the guy every night. Um, he's got like a six or seven home run lead on second place. He's up there in RBIs. He's hitting over 300. Um, I don't know. Plays an exceptional center field. The guy is just unbelievable. Trout's slump really sank him in the rankings. And Otani, I I understand he's a two-way player, but Otani, I think, is an average pitcher at best. Yeah, the guy pumps 100. Um, I think first good teams, he melts. I mean, he just folds, and he can't play in big spotlight. I mean, I don't know. He did pitch well against the Red Sox the other night. I think he's an average pitcher at best. His power is starting to come around the plate. I, I've i said it to so many people, I think in four or five years, Otani's going to become a full-time outfielder and focus on hitting. He's already had UCL problems, um, but Judge is my MVP pick, um, and I think he's heading for probably a $350-plus million contract. In the NL, the NL is really close, guys. Um, I mentioned Alonzo before, Goldschmidt, Arnato, Machado, and my pick is Mookie Betts. Um, Mookie, I think, is going to take the Dodgers to the promised land. I think he's going to put the team on his back. He's a table setter for that lineup, getting on base for Freeman, Turner, now Muncie coming back healthy. Um, the Dodgers are nothing without Mookie, in my opinion. Um, that offense is in a big slump right now. The Dodgers, have been, they got swept by the Giants. They squeaked out a win versus the Angels last night, and they recently got swept by the Pirates. Um, their offense has got to turn it around. But, like I said, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They'll be fine. They're going to bolster up at the trade deadline. And that's that. My early Cy Young, guys, I think the Cy Young is a mess in both leagues. I don't think there's a clear winner in either in either league. Um, in the AL, I know Martin Perez and Nestor Cortez are two of the best stories in baseball right now. Uh, I honestly think they're both going to fall off. I think it's the league is just going to figure out how to hit them. Uh, I think veteran Justin Verlander is going to end up coming away with the Cy Young. 
And he's going to join a list of seven, I believe, that have won three-plus Cy Youngs. Um, and he's going to lead that Astros rotation to glory again. Uh, I think they're deep. I think they're really poised for a deep postseason run. I think we're on an inevitable train towards Yankees, Astros, ALCS. Um, and then my NL pick is Sandy Alcantara. Sorry, excuse me, a hard name to say there. Uh, I love watching him pitch. The Marlins rotation is awesome. They are so young and so fun to watch. Um, yeah, the guy throws unbelievable stuff. 100 mile an hour sinker is disgusting. Hard slider break. And uh, yeah, those are my Cy Young picks. So quickly, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap up here. Um, I'm going to touch on the Lightning versus the Avalanche game one tonight. The Avalanche have not played in nine straight games. Golden rule. Uh, I'm going to drop a little golden nugget in there for me. You know, I'm going to do this once in a while. Uh, sprinkle some cash on the Lightning tonight. Lightning are plus 135 uh, on DraftKings, I believe. Um, the light You saw what happened when the Lightning didn't play nine straight games. Uh, nine straight days, excuse me. They got stomped in game one versus the Rangers. I think the similar thing is going to happen with the Avalanche tonight. It will help that they're playing at home. But I don't think it matters. The uh, Lightning don't care about your crowd. They've been there. This is the third straight year. I think the Lightning are going to win game one. And then I think a smart bet would be to bet the Avalanche at plus money to win the series. I think the Avalanche are going to come out uh, flat tonight. I think the Lightning are going to come out really strong and hungry. They're going to steal that game. And I think the Avalanche are going to come back and rebound. Um, So that's my thought. I do have the Avalanche winning that series. Um, Those are two teams that I love watching, guys. Um... Especially during the pandemic, I watch so much hockey. Excuse me, I'm a big hockey fan. I have nightmares about the Lightning being an Islanders fan, losing to them two years in a row. Uh, I'm just rooting for a good series. Um, don't really care who wins, but I do see the Avalanche as a slightly better team. If Point comes back for the Lightning, I think that can make things really, really interesting. Uh, I think we're blessed, though. I think this is actually the two best teams in hockey uh, squaring off. So, awesome there. I'm going to touch on the NBA Finals. Uh, Warriors up 3-2 right now. I think the Celtics are going to come out strong in Game 6. I think they force a Game 7. And then I think the Warriors are going to squeak it out in Game 7. Uh, I think Steph Curry, he had really bad shooting woes in Game 5. And the Warriors still found a way to win. Andrew Wiggins finally playing like that number 1 overall draft pick that he was. Klay Thompson shooting a lot better. Draymond not causing problems. Um, I think the Celtics are going to come out really strong in Game 6. Um... I like them in six, and then I'll take the Warriors in seven. Uh, Football news, I don't really have much on it. Like I said, I want to do an episode where I just touch on over-under wins for each team um, as the season gets closer. So if that's something you guys want to see and you've stuck with me through this far of the episode, please let me know. Um, That's something I really want to do and I'm interested in this year. Um, Early MLB and NFL winner. I'll touch on that. Uh, In the MLB... Like I said, guys, I'm going to stick with what I said in the beginning of the episode. I got the Mets coming out of the NL if if DeGrom is healthy. If DeGrom is healthy, I think the Mets come out of the NL. I think they squeak it out over the Dodgers, uh, probably in seven in the NLCS. And then in the ML, in the, oh, excuse me, in the AL, I have the Yankees coming out of the, uh, coming out of there. And I think we're heading for a New York, New York Subway Series, World Series, which will be awesome for baseball, awesome for New York. Uh, New York is on top right now in baseball, two of the be- two best teams in the league. And uh, guys, that's all I got. I'm excited to be back. Uh, I hope you guys stuck with me this whole way. I hope you enjoyed. If there's anything you guys want to hear, any questions you want answered on the next episode, like I said, I'm going to try to get a schedule down. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a message, shoot me a comment, whatever you want to do, and I'll answer it in the next episode. All right, guys?
Peace.